Hello everyone, this is Thomas and Christine Erdos. And you're listening to Love's Fire. Welcome everyone. Welcome. Here we are to another episode. And this episode we're a little bit quiet because our baby is sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) But by the grace of God she's going to sleep as long as the good Lord wants her to. Amen. As I bumped the microphone. All right. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what? If she wants to join us, yes, all in the Lord's timing. She has great things to say. She has great things to say. All right. So, Lord's will be done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, this is a topic that we've touched on a lot over the last two years, but we have not really gone in depth. Um, and I'm going to... Get this a little bit louder. Okay. (laughs) And uh, we have not touched on in depth, um, or like we haven't done a full episode on, on this. And so, but today we felt like, uh, now's the time. And so we're going to be talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, immersed in the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of language that lot, goes with this. Yeah, a lot of different language. And we won't be able to cover everything on this subject, nor are we claiming to be experts, but we're going to share our experience and what we see in the Word. Yes, at least a very brief summary of what we see in the Word, and then we will refer you yeah. to uh, resources that you can look in for a lot more depth if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. So, to start us off... Uh, we're going to share our own stories with this of how we received the Holy Spirit and how we um, started to, uh, one of the, in the scriptures, we can see that one of the initial signs of being filled with the Holy Spirit is uh, speaking in other tongues. And so we can see this with, in the book of Acts, with Peter and Cornelius and how They just started speaking in other tongues while Peter was preaching. And he's like, well, I mean, if they've received the gift of the Spirit just like we have, then who can forbid uh, them being baptized? Because they were Gentiles. And that was, you know, that was God bringing in Gentiles into the family uh, officially, so to speak. (laughs) And, um, And so, you know, we see that and we see other examples of it as well. And so, uh, but anyway, so for me, um, I grew up, uh, you know, my my parents, they had, you know, were already filled with the Spirit, baptized in the Spirit before I was born, and so they regularly spoke in tongues, and so the understanding I grew up with was just like, you just have to ask for the Holy Spirit until you receive Him, and then I just, I thought, not saying this is exactly how I was taught, but this is, was my understanding, is like, I'm just going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, it's going to be like, uh, you know... I'm just going to experience God like I've never had before, and it's just going to come out of my mouth without me being able to stop it. Uh, another this other language, this heavenly angelic language that I don't understand. Yeah. So Which that, there are some people where it happens like that. Right. But it doesn't have to. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Like, so that's, you know, I didn't come up with that. Like, I'd heard stories of that that seemed to happen like that. And, and it can, you know, there's, uh, People where just like the Holy Spirit hits them and they just almost can't help but speak in another language. And 
And so, but that's not how I received it, uh, how I received him or started speaking in the spirit or praying in the spirit uh, or other tongues. However, the, the Bible uses multiple terms for the same thing. And so what happened for me was um, when I was in college, uh, and I think it might have, I don't know, exa- I wish I knew exactly when this happened, but I know I was in college and uh, I think it might have been my last semester, which is really when I started to get more serious about about the Lord um, um, because I was less involved in the Formula Car team because I, I did four and a half years of school of college because I was in no hurry to get it done and my focus was on spending as much time as I could with the Formula SA team, the racing team um, and so I took basically as few credits as possible most of my semesters. <laughs> so that you had more time for the race team? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I worked on the race team like a full-time job. I mean, literally it was 40 hours a week probably or more uh, at times and literally there's times when we pulled all-nighters. I mean, I remember sleeping on a foam sheet underneath the desk in the office of the shop. Oh my goodness. Uh, That wasn't a normal thing. That was like right before competition and we were scrambling to get the car done. Um... But anyway, moving on. <laughs> so my last semester, I didn't have any official position, and so uh, because I wouldn't be there for the competition, and so I was like still a little bit involved, but was getting more serious about God again. You know, like I grew up believing in a God and spending time with God. I just kind of got distracted in college, let's say, for the most part. And um, uh, so uh, I remember one time. I went home, I was visiting my parents, and um, I was reading this book, you know, because I'd been asking for the gift of the Holy Spirit, like, for as long as I could remember, I've never really had that experience, and um, and so, and I, I was kind of coming from a more intellectual, uh, or um, analytical mindset into this, which, you know, which is, I was just telling my love earlier that uh, it's good that we can both share testimonies because she received the gift of the Holy Spirit and speaking other tongues in a completely different way, in a childlike way, as a child. <laughs> I received it as an adult in a very intellectual way. It's all by faith, but I had to get there. We got there in two very different ways. Yeah. So this should be able to help people of different spectrums and, uh, you know, all across the spectrum, regardless of how you're coming um, to him. And so, anyway, so I need to be convinced of the biblical way of doing this uh, and what the Bible had to say about it. And so, basically, I um, I had, you know, my parents had this book called You Shall Receive Power by Derek Prince. And it's all about the baptism of the Holy Spirit from a very um, thorough scriptural uh, angle. And, um, and so that's what I would recommend if, like I said, we're going to go through a couple of scriptures at the end uh, of that. I went through some key scriptures on this, but we're not going to go in depth. We don't have time to go in depth in an episode uh, of a podcast. Um, but, uh, that book is what helped me, uh, understand what the Bible had to say more in depth. Uh, you know, when I was probably 22, when I received the, uh, received him in this way. Um, and so if you want 
in-depth scriptural backing for what we're talking about, get that book. You Shall Receive Power by Derek Prince. Um, I mean, he was a legit, if you haven't heard of him, he was a legit, he's passed at this point, but he was a legit Greek scholar. Like, uh, I think he, he studied in Eton College and Cambridge in, in England. Uh, like, And he was like a secular scholar before he was a, a Greek uh, um, you know, a Greek scholar of the Bible. And, uh, and so he really uh, knows his stuff when t- talking about the word and talking about even the Greek, you know, the original languages. And uh, so anyway, um, so I read that book and I remember sitting on the couch in my parents' living room at night, no one was around. And I'd actually read the whole thing. It was like a, a, a section in the middle where he kind of walks you through receiving the Holy Spirit speaking other tongues, but I was like, well, this is like in the middle of the book, maybe there's more to it. And so I read the whole book. And then once I read the whole book, I went back to that section around the middle of the book where he talks through it. And uh, I just on the couch read through it again. I was like, yep, mm -hmm, okay, this is what the Bible says. And so I'm just going to ask for the Holy Spirit and receive him by faith. And I'm just going to, by faith, start talking and trust that what's going to come out is by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, and again, at the end, we'll go through some of the key scriptures for that. Um, but that's basically what I did. And I just started talking in a language that I didn't understand uh, or making sounds that I did not understand. I trusted they were a language because this is all by faith. The, this is, uh, you know, so many times, like, it's called the faith in, in the, the Bible, yeah. in the New Testament. And, uh, and so... And from that, and I didn't feel a thing. It was all by faith. But since that day, um, I'd been, uh, you know, speaking in other tongues. And perhaps I had received them before. And, and there's even years before, I remember being at a meeting where I had, they were praying for this specifically. And, you know, I started to speak in or make other sounds. And I might have started then, actually. I just didn't believe it because, like, the devil will come to, yeah. to lie to try to steal the word right you know we see this in the parable of the soils or the seed um or the four different soils of like as soon as the seed is sown of the word the devil comes to try to steal it yeah and quench it and uh and it's like if you if you're asking god for a gift he's not going to give you something false like that how it talks about if you ask your father for a is it fish no, you ask him for bread, some bread he's egg. not going to give you a stone. Or, <laughs> why did egg, I? or egg, or if you ask for bread. And we're going to read that scripture in a <laughs> like, little bit. like, why did I think fish? Anyways, I heard my they mom. eat fish. Yeah, I heard my mom and dad talk about the scripture so many times, and somehow I just botched it. That's all right. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to read it. That was yes. actually the, the first scripture I was going to uh, get into. Nice. And so, but he, give, he gives good things. In fact, the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Yeah. And so... Uh, so anyway, it's interesting that when I started to, you know, in college, when I read that and did, you know, walk this out by faith, I realized like later, it's like, wait, some of the sounds were actually the same sounds I was making, you know, years ago in that meeting. Yeah. Um, and some weren't. So it's like, you, you don't necessarily have to, like when, you know, I mean, Zion or <laughs> she's very young, but so she, all, right now she's just making sounds. Like sometimes well, they sound. I'm pretty sure yesterday she said ma. <laughs> Yeah, and there's been times when she said things that sounded like even little phrases, like "I love you," yeah, or kind of sounded like it. It sounds like it. It's more like a goo. 
<laughs> no, it was like uh, uh you. It was like oh. it was like the the syllables are like the. No, it's been a while since she's made that one, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, like when a baby starts to learn a language, they don't usually just instantly start speaking in fluent sentences. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, mother. Will you please feed me now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless they've been holding back. I heard I was a little bit like that. I, I didn't. I didn't really start talking until I was like two years old or almost two. But then when I did start talking, I it was like... Really good. It was like really good. Well, Hungarian, I think, is probably what I started in. It's awesome. But I guess I could I could get my way without talking before then. So maybe I was just lazy. Yeah. You had a lot of siblings <laughs> talking for you. Exactly. <laughs> my interpreters. Yes. Uh, anyways, so... Uh, so, so that's it. Can be the same way with a spiritual language. Like, you don't. We don't have to be so concerned about like. Because I was so concerned about like, what if I get it wrong? What if I say something that's not actually spiritual? I'm just making it up. And it's like, don't worry about it. Like, if you ask your father, yeah, I'm just gonna read that one right now, actually, because we've been talking about. It. It's in Luke 11, verse nine. Say, so I say to you, ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it'll be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and him who knocks will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, oh, there you go, it is a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? This is great. I'm so proud. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I even thought possible. I even thought of a snake, and I was like, "Why is why am I getting these things?" So this is not it, but it is. It was just later. Yeah, yeah. It gives three different examples in this one, and so, um, or if he asks for egg, we'll get off from a scorpion. Of course not. So even like natural fathers, if the children ask them something, we they give them that thing, and certainly not yeah. not something horrible or useless. Yeah, and so. So it's not saying that God is like that. He's saying, like, even if natural fathers are like that, how much more? Well, I'll just read it. If you, then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? I believe in Matthew it says good things to those who ask Him. In this one it says the Holy Spirit. So yeah. he probably said both. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, obviously, the Holy Spirit is a good thing. And so, yes, we receive the Holy Spirit when we make Jesus Lord of our lives. We're right. justified receive the indwelling Holy Spirit, but we can see, you know, in later verses and other verses that there's more than just receiving him at uh, your salvation, um, or it doesn't necessarily all happen at the same time. So anyway, do you want to share your story? Yeah, but a few things on what you just said, and then yeah. I know we're getting close on time, but real quick, um, I just thought something to note in the scriptures to those who ask, and then there's another aspect of that so it's like to those who ask for the holy spirit and then also it's believing that he gave you a good thing and that you were actually given what you asked for yeah and so like for thomas is like he was given it years before he actually like stepped out in it more and it was believing that he had and it also talks about how the kingdom which this is all these are all like kingdom practices like they can only be walked out like a child. And so it isn't really something like you, you know, we're going to do our best to explain what we know from the word, but there is a huge, like it is by faith and it is believing like a child, like a new language is very humbling too. And I've heard once, um, 
someone talk about this about being like a child it's like you can't like you can't like strut in you can't like um it's not uh it's not it doesn't look fancy it doesn't look eloquent to learn a new language like you can't be an expert right away unless it was supernaturally given to you which I know some people that's happened but for the most part you have to learn a new language and, and you so, need humility and humility to learn I mean I know of people that haven't learned a language because as they're learning they get made fun of and then they yes. stop yeah yeah and so like, and I you know this isn't maybe the perfect comparison because you don't have to necessarily you don't learn tongues you just yield to the holy spirit um but you do have to learn to be like a child and to receive acceptance from god and understand and trust his heart that he's given you something good and to just walk it out so that's just a little bit of I just wanted to say that first. But yeah, for me, I was very young and I have incredible parents who have just had the sweetest relationship with Jesus. Um, they came to know Jesus in a deeper way um, in their early 20s, like right after being married, if I'm uh, remembering correctly. Um, I know it was right after like being married, but I don't know exactly how old they were, but I know they were at least their young 20s. And um, and they're just very humble people that have, have had really sweet relationships with Jesus, but then also have had a heart to see their children accept Jesus at a young age. And so I was super young, and my dad and mom also never like hid their personal relationship with Jesus from me, even like their secret place um, times. They they didn't really <laughs> they had that, but they also just loved Jesus so much. It was they always were. My mom was always like singing to him in the kitchen or just while she's doing things. And my dad, were if we're driving in the car, he was singing in tongues or praying in tongues. And so as a young child, I was like what's that? <laughs> like he and I were walking or were driving together and he was um, just like singing in his prayer language. And I was like, dad, like, what's that? And um, he just told me he was, it's his prayer language. Did, do you want one? And I said, yes. <laughs> and so he prayed with me and that was really this, the simplicity of it. Like he prayed with me and I started praying out um, a language I didn't understand as well. But I was a child where I didn't question it. And um, I'm sure as I got older, I'm pretty sure there were times that I questioned it, but I'm, I can't remember those details. Um, I just feel like uh, I had them with me to always like tell me that it was real. And my mom had an amazing um, testimony too of a time where she received her prayer language. And as soon as she received it, these um, black dogs came out of nowhere to start, started barking at her, like really angry. And so she was like, oh, wow. Like even, you know, just as a new, a new believer knew that there was something that actually had happened because it was so random that these dogs came out like mad at her. So she realized that it was in whatever had happened was um, real and important. And, uh, and so then she just was telling me, um, would tell, you know, tell me as a child, I don't remember exactly, but I know this is a story I've heard her tell many times as I was older that the devil will try to convince you that you what you received wasn't real, but it was. And so that's what I remember of it. But I was very young, so I don't have all of the details, but I just know I was young. I heard it, I asked for it, and I had it. Yeah. 
so good. And uh, yeah, just like receiving Jesus for salvation is yeah. by faith, receiving uh, anything is by faith. It, yeah. You know, we know from Hebrews 11 that we receive promises by faith. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, let me just quickly, you know, I already mentioned the first one that really spoke to me from a Luke 11, that if we ask uh, the Father, then give us the Holy Spirit. And then the next scripture is, um, you know, where that book got its title is in Luke 24. Let's start with, say, 46. This is Jesus after he appeared to his disciples. Now he's talking to them and says, Then he said to them, Thus it is written, Thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father. So remember, receive promises by faith. And so the the Holy Spirit is the, the promise of my Father, of, of our Father. So Jesus is saying, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. So this is so amazing that like it was so important that Jesus didn't tell them, you know, go out and tell everyone about the good news. Like, no, he said, no, before anything, before you even tell people about Jesus, wait in Jerusalem until you receive the promise of my Father. And that's how important it is. Yeah, that's good. And um, because then we're endued with power from on high. And so we can see in Acts, and this is the last scripture that I'll talk about uh, uh, on this for now, or at least read from the word. And it says in Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they're all with one accord in one place. So they're waiting. And suddenly there came, and one important note here is that there was only 120 waiting at this point. When like, think about all the people that Jesus touched and all the disciples. And it's like, where were the other ones? Well, apparently they quit waiting before the mm. Holy Spirit came. Mm. And so again, there's, you know, it's like Hebrews 6 talks about 612, imitate those who faith and patience inherit the promises. Yeah. And so sometimes there's an aspect of waiting on the Lord. And so, and suddenly, verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. One sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is one of the key things that Derek Prince pointed out, is that they began to speak. Who began to speak? They. Yeah. They began. The Holy Spirit didn't begin for them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, but then they made the choice to begin to speak as, uh, or with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so that's one of the things he pointed out that really helped me, is like, okay, I can begin to speak. I can ask the Holy Spirit. I can receive Him by faith. And I can trust that with the Holy Spirit comes all the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. And including other tongues. And and so I just began to speak in faith and trust that the Spirit gave, the Holy Spirit gave me utterance. Yeah. And so this is key. And so, and then it goes on. And we know that in this case, they're, they actually were speaking in other human languages, but we know from 1 Corinthians 12 uh, and 14 that there's a diversities of tongues. There's different kinds of tongues. 
And so, uh, yes, you can supernaturally speak in other human languages, but then it also talks about angelic tongues uh, in, in 14 and about not understanding what you're speaking. Um, and so, anyway, like I said, we don't have time uh, in the short podcast to go into all those scriptures in depth or the other scriptures on this. Um, but I encourage you to get the book if you want more depth. And also probably the next episode, we're going to talk more about speaking in other tongues, but focusing on like the why. Why should we speak in other tongues? Because, okay, I received, you know, my prayer language or the gifts of tongues and the gift of the Holy Spirit, you know, in my parents' living room back in college, back 10 years ago, over 10 years ago. Um, but that's not when I really started to speak in other tongues on a regular basis because I didn't know the why and I didn't know how powerful it was. Yeah. And so it was later that I realized the power in this. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to talk more about the next one. So you don't, you don't just have the ability, yeah. but you'll actually do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, good. you know, you can know how to pray, but yeah. if you don't pray, it does, the knowing doesn't do you any good. Yeah, that's good. So any closing thoughts? God is good, <laughs> and he gives good gifts. He's a good dad, and this subject is definitely for those who really want to walk with Jesus in a deeper way yeah. and are willing to look foolish for him, and that it's not just for the sake of being weird. It's for the sake of... <laughs> For Jesus, loving Jesus and seeing everything he uh, paid for and everything he gave us. Yeah. And if Jesus thought this was important enough for his disciples to wait yeah. in Jerusalem for before they did anything else, then if it matters to, then it obviously matters to Jesus. And if it matters to Jesus, it should matter to us as believers. Yeah. And if he thought it was important enough to leave, he said it would be better for him to leave because he could then give the Holy Spirit then, wow, that's yeah. amazing. And so this is really important to Jesus. And so it should be really important to us. So that's why we're talking about it. Yeah. So if you have any questions, ask the Lord, look in the word, and then feel free to comment if you have any sincere questions yeah. uh, on this. We'd be happy to give our thoughts and, well, the scripture <laughs> yeah. on, on it. So anything else before we close? Do you want to pray us out? Sure. Thank you, Jesus, for your amazing love. Thank you just for the history and the testimony of what you've done in our lives from two complete different ways that it's all from the same Spirit, your Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Jesus, for all of us yeah, laying down all of our presumptions or um, judgments yeah. about this and truly coming to you like a child and asking you, your heart on this father and that it's on your heart on you not just on this yeah. thank you jesus that the holy spirit is your spirit yeah. it's you that thank you father that there is nothing to be afraid of 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 your spirit yeah. that it's all part of you and that we want all of you that everyone who listens wants all of you yeah every part of you in jesus name amen amen hallelujah we love you yeah. bless you all and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And receive everything He has for you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Bye. See you next time. Bye.